Hello and welcome to the Me and My Golf Podcast. I'm Piers Ward and we have Mr. Andrew Proudman. How are you, Andy? You good? Andrew, that was very formal, Piers. Very formal. Yes. Andy, please. Yes, thank you very much. I'm great, actually. I'm just, we're in the office, actually, here at Me and My Golf HQ in Cannock. I'm sitting on the floor because the chair was too squeaky. So, um, yeah, we're going to have a, a nice chat here about some short game stuff and hopefully give you guys some useful things that you can apply onto the golf course. But yeah, I'm good, thanks, Piers. How are you? Yeah, I'm very good, I'm very good. And uh, yeah, look, again, look, if this is the first podcast of ours you've heard, or you've heard just a couple and you haven't already subscribed, it'd be great to go and subscribe. We've had some stellar guests this year. We've got some more coming up as well. So the podcast has really had a good sort of revamp from us this year with some really good podcast guests, as we said. So it'd be great if you were to go and subscribe, go and listen to a few more and leave us a review. It would be great if you could do that on wherever you listen to your podcasts. So the purpose of this uh, podcast today is to, as Andy said, talk about short game, talk about chipping in particular, because we're actually going to be launching Complete Chipping, which is our fourth coaching plan of the year. Now, if you're not aware, our coaching plans are our main pillars of the website. So this is where we take you on a, a guided journey through certain areas of your game. So obviously this one's all about chipping. It's a five week plan and there is loads of fantastic content that we go through during this plan. And we actually have, we actually have an offer to help celebrate the launch of this coaching plan, which we'll be talking to you later on in the podcast. Now, let this, and let's start first of all with chipping because if you can get it right, we know it can reduce your scores. But a lot of the things that we hear and we see from golfers when they're playing chip shots is, I really struggle with consistency of strike. I get nervous, I get anxious. You know, you're literally getting over a golf ball going, can I just put this? I don't want to play a chip shot. So they, and they almost don't understand what the technique should be, what the setup should be, what club they should be using. There are a lot of questions and gray areas and a lot of almost mental blocks when it comes to chipping, isn't there? It's amazing how a 20-yard chip can, I've just affect, scared you, haven't I? can affect <laughs> a, a fully grown adult. They can be walking up to the golf ball really not in a very good place mentally, you know, low confidence, anxiety, and it's just not a good place to be in. And I think, like you said, there's so many people who've got the wrong thoughts and confusion. Yeah. And it doesn't need to be that hard. And I think from, from the coaching that we do, most golfers are thinking too much about it. They're, they're doing the wrong things. They have the wrong concepts. And it can be so much easier if you actually apply a certain few things, keep it simple, and you can step up to the golf ball really with a clear focus of trying to hold the chip as opposed to actually just thinking, please don't duff it. Please can I get it anywhere on the green and just hopefully make some sort of contact. It's not okay. a good place to be in. Yeah, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And look, I'm, what I'm going to do in this podcast, I'm going to lead it. I've got five categories that we're going to go through and we'll have discussions on it. So the first of all will be what club. We're going to talk about the concept on a chip shot, the technique, the setup, and then reading the lie. So Andy, first of all, let's go with what club. So we get asked a lot. For you, what's a good place to start with? What club should we use to chip with? Well, I think the, the listeners to this, I would, say, I would say pick two clubs to chip with. I would say pick a club that's a, um, a fairly, not low loft, but... I'd say pick a club that you, you let, let's start with the, the high loft. Pick a high lofted club. Okay. This is when you're in a situation when you're in the rough, you haven't got much green to work with, something that can get you to land and stop the ball pretty quickly. So start with that club is in certain situations, then pick a slightly lower loft for that. So for me, my high lofted club is the 58 and my lower lofted club is the 52. I chip all my chip shots, unless I need lots of loft, I will do it with a 52 because I get used to understanding how the ball reacts, how it launches off the, the club face, how it, how it lands, how it sort of 
checks, how it rolls. And what you do by practicing with just one club, you just tune into that even more. Now, if you've got the luxury of practicing every single day and spending three hours a day on short game, you could probably use three or four different clubs and be good with them all. But most golfers, most golfers listening to this might practice once, twice a week and play once or twice a week. So if you're in that situation, then it makes sense that you use one club and really dial in so you, it almost just becomes an extension of you. And it's great when you do find some good wedges that you like and you stick to one club because you'll notice that actually what happens is that you get in any situation, you don't have to think. You get up to there, you look at the hole and you can just start to sort of feel and imagine what that golf ball is going to be doing because you've used that one club so many times. I like it. And it's, it's pretty simple, isn't it? So what's your clubs actually? Um, do you know what? I mean, I like to chip a lot with my 56 degree. So I'll do a lot of shots with that 56 degree. But I will, I suppose I'm in a little bit more, <laughs> okay, so I suppose the easiest way to say, it, look, I've had some chipping woes this year, which have enabled me to practice my short game chipping a lot. Chipping woes. Chipping woes. <laughs> Basically, I was crap at chipping, uh, probably for a few years now. <laughs> that was the polite way of saying it. Really, <laughs> I have worked really hard at that, and that's allowed me to have more options, I suppose. So I actually do, I will chip as much as I can with the 56, but I have an option with the 60 if I obviously want to go a little bit higher. But then I will go, and I will go then probably the 52 if I'm playing one shot that I want to roll out a little bit more. But generally your main one's 56. 56, 56 is yes. the go-to club. It's yeah. the go-to club. And I can actually use that to, to roll out and to stop. So okay. I can get both of that as well. And so. that's a good point as well there, because like you say, just because you use one club, it doesn't mean you have to say, play it the same Correct. way. You can learn how to hit the 56 degree lower, higher, and the 52 degree lower and higher. So you've got more options by using that one club. But if you've got a good base with one club, it's easy then to vary away from that when you're trying to play different certain shots. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I love it, I love it. Okay, all right, so let's go into concepts. So I've got four things that I've sort of, I was thinking about this before and thinking, well, what are the concepts that we use? Because if we think of this, a concept is what maps out how you then, your beliefs on a shot. So if you've got the wrong concepts, then you don't, you're not actually really going to be able to achieve what you're looking to do on a long-term basis. And we see so many poor concepts that really do affect golfers. So I'll start with the first one, power versus finesse. So basically what we're saying is every shot, whether you're hitting full, pretty much from a 60 to 70 yard pitch up to the driver, they're pretty much getting into the full realms, depending on the golfer obviously, but pretty much into the full realms of power. Anything sort of, sort of 60 yards and below for most golfers, we would class as a finesse shot. And they are so, so different. And I heard James Seekman talk about this, who's a very good short game coach. And he says, whatever you do in your long game, if you did it in your short game, it's going to ruin your short game. And whatever you do in your short game is going to ruin your long game. So it's actually being able to detach the two, massively important, isn't it? We, we have to separate the two. And I think from all the years that we've coached Pierce, the one thing that I would say a lot of golfers and a lot of amateurs do when they come to us for lessons we don't see that switch. They struggle because they're trying to apply their long game um, method, or if you like technique, to the short game method. There's no clear distinction. And like you say, when you're trying to create power, the body is gonna move differently. But when you're trying to control speed, which is totally different, and control distance and vary distances, that will change a lot. What you do with your technique changes. So I think one common thing that we would always see is a lot of people are trying to apply the power on those short shots and that completely messes them up. So the question we'd ask you guys is, are you making a conscious effort to switch from power to finesse? And also, what are the differences? I mean, maybe we can go through some of the differences, Pierce, 
from a technical aspect, what between power and finesse. Yeah, we're definitely we're going to be doing that obviously later in the podcast as well for sure. And we look, we we cover this a lot in complete chipping as well. And look, make no bones about it, we're going to be talking about complete chipping a lot. We're very excited about this plan. It's got to be one of our best coaching plans we've, that we've done. So uh, next concept for me, let's talk about this one: hitting the ground, not the ball. Sounds a bit weird. Andy, explain. Well, I think what a lot of people, a lot of people think and focus on the ball, because obviously that's what we're trying to move. We're trying Makes to sense. move the ball, aren't we? We're trying yeah. to get the ball close to the hole. So a lot of people's focus is on the ball. But one, one issue with that is they forget that the club needs to interact with the ground. It needs to it hit, interact with the ground to play a successful shot. Now, most people's experience when the club interacts with the ground is poor because they often expose the leading edge to the ground, which causes a lot of digging in, duffing shots, thinning shots, bounce, you know, all sorts of... Stop saying those words, Andy. Crappy shots. <laughs> and, and therefore, they, they then think that they cannot hit the ground because their experience of hitting the ground is bad. But then they, this, this then causes some negative um, consequences because then they're thinking solely on... They need to be so precise on the ball mm -hmm. because if they hit the ground, it's going to be a bad shot. And if they hit the ground before the golf ball, it's going to be a bad shot, but it isn't a bad shot if we can use the ground in, a right, in the right way. So one thing that we always say, and we get our, a lot of our students to just take the focus away from hitting the golf ball, and we get them to focus on how the club interacts with the ground. We get them to have practice swings, allowing the club to land on the turf, glide across the turf, and get used to actually hitting the ground, because if you do it without leaning the shaft so much forward, then you can hit the ground slightly before the golf ball and the club will glide and you'll still play a really good shot. And this is where most people get it wrong because they're trying to hit the golf ball, often leaning the shaft forward. And if they get it wrong, club digs in and it all goes to, to, uh, to pot, let's say. <laughs> I was polite there. I was going to say something else. But I think this one thing for me, I think it's probably the most... I think we heard Stan Utley say this, Pierce, who is, again, is another good short game coach. This is probably four or five years ago at the Orlando yep. uh, golf show. Remember it well. And he, he, you know, he was saying, hit at the ground, not at the golf ball. Hit at the ground, not at the golf ball. And I think since then, that really is, it's changed my approach to chipping. Every mm -hmm. time I'm playing a short game shot now, my focus isn't to hit the golf ball. Yeah. And I'm, I'm pretty sure yours is the same. It is yeah. to hit the ground and to use the soul of the club to actually really produce a more consistent action. You're not going to always get it right, but the bad ones are so much better when you do this compared to actually trying to hit the golf ball. So, so I've got two, two thoughts on this. First one is, if someone has the yips and they are really, really struggling with ball striking issues, first thing that we'll do is we'll make them comfortable hitting the ground. You have to be able to hit the ground and be comfortable with the results of what that does. Secondly, think of this. There are two interactions that we're talking about when we're playing a chip shot, the club and the ball and the club and the ground. You need to get both correct. Now, if you're focusing on just hitting the ball, that's not good enough. You need to focus on what happens when you hit the ground as well. And by using the bounce, all these things that we spoke about, we talk about this in complete chipping, you'll see how to do that for sure. Just think about this, guys, as well. If you're thinking about, well, how do I hit the ground and not dig it in? Just, re just remember that we want to have a fairly neutral setup. No excessive shaft lean at address, because as soon as we lean the shaft forward, <clears throat> excuse me, as soon as we lean the shaft forward, we expose the leading edge. If we can get the leading edge more sort of upright and more neutral to our body, this is really going to help. So just avoid creating a lot of angles. Ball back in the stance is, tends to do this as well. 
If you can formulate a fairly neutral setup, ball center of the stance, shaft pointing at the midline of the body, and um, not creating too many angles, this definitely helps you use the sole of the club in a better way. So many, many people say, Pierce, oh, we need to get the ball back in the stance, hit down on a chip shot. And although there's an element of truth in the slightly downward attack angle, this causes more issues than, than anything else. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit about that as well, for sure. Okay, so let's go, let's go on this one. Let the loft hit it in the air. So I'll go on this one. So basically, it sounds pretty straightforward. The, the reason the golf ball goes in the air is because of the loft on the club. But we definitely see golfers who are trying to encourage the golf ball to go into the air. And it might be someone who's maybe at the beginning of their golfing journey that we see more of this. But we do see it. So here's a simple tip for you. Video yourself from the front on view so that you can see your grip and your width of stance and your ball position. And then do it in slow motion. Video the shot and look at what happens to your head. Does your head move backwards? Does weight go back onto your back foot? If these two things are happening, then you are moving in the wrong direction. This is one thing that, again, um, a lot of great short game players will do. Their head will actually move slightly towards the target as opposed to away from the target when playing these chip shots. So that's definitely worth looking at. And then one more concept we've got, Andy. I'll let you go on this one. Accuracy versus distance control. Which is the most important? Definitely distance control. Because if you think about this, you could be, um, let's say you've got a 20-yard chip shot and you are, um, you hit it three yards right. Now three yards right is fairly offline for a 20 yard chip shot, isn't yep. it? It's quite a long way offline. But if you're three yards right, but your distance control is perfect, it's a pretty good shot. Three yard shot. Exactly, <laughs> but if you get your, if you can get it smack online, but your distance control is terrible and you knock it eight, eight yards past or 10 yards past, which is easily done, then again, yep. you, you're so much further away. So. Accuracy is less important than this. It's very hard from, a, from such close range to be miles offline Indeed. unless you shank it. That's yep. a different story. So getting, you to, getting your focus on, you know, on just dialing in the distances and getting used to it is just so, it's just so important. Yeah, and, and you may well have had this same realisation yourself. Sorry, the water cooler's just gone off there a little bit, so you might hear that a little bit. Apologies on that. But you may have experienced this yourself where you've hit a chip shot. It's just sort of shave the hole and go, oh, I nearly went in, and then suddenly it's gone 30 feet past and you've three-putted. Or you may hit then a chip shot where you've, like, it's a, if you're familiar with cricket, the umpire sticks his arm out, so it was a wide, it was well off target, or it was a no ball in baseball, and suddenly it's four yards right at the target, but it's pin high, and you've got a 12-foot putt, which you then may well knock in. So, yes, distance control is much more important. And strike is important for the distance control. They don't, they, you can't really improve your distance control if your striking's all over the place. Well, it's the number one thing. It's the number one thing. And I think that's a good opportunity, Andy, to talk about actually complete, complete chipping a little bit more in that that is the sort of thing that we're going to be looking for when we do complete chipping. We're going to be w focusing very hard on the strike, what, what's required to get a good strike because the amount of golfers that just get nervous when they're playing a chip shot because they can't strike it consistently. So we're going to be going through all the things that you need to really help you develop a solid short game and to get rid of these sort of misconceptions that you may have, these nerves that you may have over a chip shot and show you exactly what you need. And we do this over a five week plan. We talk about how to play out of the rough. We talk about how to play from awkward lies. We talk about flop shots, you know, Texas wedge shots. So all the kind of shots that you would need when you are faced with a short game situation. But Andy, we've got an offer as well, haven't we? We have, yeah. So to, to celebrate the launch of this, um this plan, we're actually doing a limited time offer. Now, 
at the at me and my golf we have a, a membership um, platform so we, where you can sign up and be a member now we've got loads of members on there who've seen some amazing results and we're doing a very limited time offer where if you sign up to an annual membership between now and wednesday the 7th of october end of play then you actually will receive a me and my golf merch pack now me and my golf merch packs aren't available to buy so we've only got a, um, we've got limited caps, we've got towels and pitch repairers. I think this is worth over $50. So for a limited time only, you can have your very own Me and My Golf merch pack if you sign up for a Me and My Golf membership. Now, we've got so many plans for the rest of the year, so much content on the website that can help your game. So it's amazing value. We think this is going to be a game-changing short game plan, shipping plan that will make a massive difference. Plus, you get the whole every single other coaching plan on there as well. So all you need to do is to, to actually get this, to, to get your membership and your merch pack, is use the code at checkout, CCPOD. That's CCPOD, and you can get um, that merch pack if, when you become a full member. So take advantage. It is limited time off, offer only. And um, the minimum one thing is, look, we're going to help you chipping as well. Yep. And I think the good thing for you to do from here is either, you know, just to go straight to meandmygolf.com and check that out because it's well worth looking at. It's really going to help you short game. Okay, let's go into a few more things then. I've got three more um, sort of categories here. Technique, and we won't need to spend too much time on this because obviously the visuals that you can get from talking about a technique far outweigh what we can talk about. But when we're talking about technique, every single chip shot that we play, there's an element of hitting down on the shot. So a steepness, whether we call it an attack angle, which is negative, where the club head is descending when it strikes the golf ball. The key is with the technique is we need to understand that the technique needs to be different depending on the shot, doesn't it? Yes, definitely. I mean, and that's the difference with short game. There's so many different lies and variances that we're faced with that we need to apply different angles or different um, attack angles to the shot. Yep. And this is why people find it hard because you see somebody who plays a chip shot from the fairway and then you see them in the rough and they're trying to do exactly the same thing. They're trying to do a, a fairway shot exactly like a rough shot and this just isn't going to work we need to be able to vary the steepness in order to get the strike the strike is always the number one thing it's easier on the fairway to do but as soon as you put your ball in the rough and it's sitting down a little yeah. bit it becomes a different a different requirement we need to apply some different things so we need to create more steepness therefore the setup needs to change we need to do different things in the setup that will help the club get this uh, attack angle down into the golf ball and, and not guarantee the strike, but give ourselves a chance of actually getting the contact, getting it on the green and giving ourselves a chance of a putt instead of leaving it in the rough, thinning it through the back mm. and then racking up a score of another four or five shots when you've got it close to the green. There's nothing more frustrating than that either. There are people listening to this right now going, oh my goodness, what's my setup doing? Because that's the, it, it, I think it is the key really, that if you can actually set up to the golf ball to suit the shot that you're about to play, you've got a lot more chance. So as opposed to letting the swing dictate how the ball comes out, if the setup is the first part, because if you can get that correct, then you've got much, much more of a, a chance. And we, we actually had this conversation with Dr. Rob Neal, who's a very famous biomechanist in, a, in America, an Australian guy who works in America. And you talk about hitting a six iron and even the fairway, the attack angle is pretty much the same all the time. You know, if you're hitting a six iron from the ball slightly sitting down or slightly sitting up, it's pretty much the same. Whereas if you've got a chip shot where it's sitting down a lot or it's sitting up a lot, the attack angles need to be very different when you're playing that shot. So that kind of brings us on to our, our last point, which is just reading and assessing the lie. And I've actually written down my notes here. I'm going to read this out, Andy, exactly as I've written it down. It says, please, please, please don't set up and hit every shot the same. That equals disaster. 
So in capital letters, by the way. Disaster, so, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's disastrous. Because, it, I mean, you know, we've been on the golf course with lots of golfers and you're looking at them setting up to the shot and going, that's just the same as they're playing off the fairway. It's just not going to work, is it? It isn't. And I think the key things that you can think about with this is that if you want to create some steepness in your, in your game, let's say you've got a rough shot and you want some steepness. Well, the things that you need to think about that can help you is... First of all, ball position. Changing the ball position around in your stance can do that. So if you want to create more steepness, moving the ball position back in the stance is going to help. If you want to create a little bit more steepness, leaning more weight into the lead leg is going to help. Yep. You know, these are a couple of simple things that you can do that when, when people are coming to us, Pierce, with some short game issues, we look at them in the rough and we go, okay, lean on the left, put the ball back in the stance. Yep. You know, make sure that we can keep the weight on the left here so they can improve that attack angle down into the shot. But these are things that they're missing on a regular basis, maybe because they've not been told about it or just things that are letting yeah. them down. So think about that. If you want to adjust your attack angle, a couple of simple ways, moving the ball position back will steepen it, moving it forward will shallow it out. And same for the weight distribution, more weight on the lead side, more steepness, more weight on the right side. For a right-handed golfer, it creates more shallowness to your swing as well. So a couple of simple things that you can just apply when you are in the rough that will improve the chances of you striking that golf ball solid. Okay, look, I mean, I, I think that, that's pretty simple, isn't it? That's pretty simple. I think, you know, just by looking at that and just understanding that, and again, use some video feedback, stand in front of a mirror maybe, and just have a look at how your what your setup is doing. And then let the contact tell the story. So if you're struggling with contact, then maybe as Andy says, you can move the ball around, you can move the weight distrib distribution around and actually see if that can help. But there are lots of other things, but I think it's just opening your mind to the fact that every shot is different is the main thing that we want to say with this. So there you go. We wanted to just make sure it was just a quick podcast for you. Obviously, the main thing for you now is to go and check out Complete Chipping. Make sure you take advantage of the offer as well. And when you do receive through your cap, towel and pitch smart repair we want to see a picture send it to us and we'll obviously share it on social media we want to get these me and my golf caps out everywhere it's interesting we just had aaron rye playing in the tournament last week in um i was going to call it, say in dubai but it was a dubai duty free in yeah. ireland which is very confusing and he actually he obviously came second in that event and it was just great seeing someone else wearing the me and my golf cap yeah it was, it, was, uh, it was nice to see him competing and challenging for, for a, another win on the yeah. european tour because it's been a little bit since he's done that, but great to see him up there. And again, just quickly on that, Pierce, you know, a lot of the stuff that we've done during lockdown Absolutely. with Aaron, and Aaron's a European tour player, and we spent probably, let's say, a month mm -hmm. of helping Aaron read rough lies yep. and educating him on how the club interacts, what to do on certain lies. And this is a European tour player. That is mental, isn't it? For anyone listening to this going, well, hang on a bit, what are you on about? The European tour player should be telling us what to do. But sometimes, I mean, his skill set is very much hit the ball on the fairway, hit it on the green and not the putting. Yeah. That's his skill set. Because he's so good at that. He's very good at that. Unbelievable at that. But if he does go in the rough, he, he did struggle with it for yeah. sure. And just, and just, just to, I know we're wrapping on here. It's hard to get us to shut up sometimes. <laughs> but let's just take, just talk about the benefits that that has had to his game and yep. how this can have an effect on your game. Because... We had a conversation with Aaron on Monday straight after the tournament and he was saying that how because of all the short game work that he'd done, because he was so good now and felt so much more confident of, of being in the rough or missing a green, he said that he was feeling so much more comfortable over an iron shot. So improving these elements around the green spills out into your, your, your approach play and your iron shots because if you've got a crappy short game and you're not very good at chipping and you're really nervous and anxious, and you've got an eight iron and you're thinking, 
I do not want to miss the green. Please hit this on yeah, the green. Yeah. That becomes a harder task because there's more pressure. Whereas if you know you've got the tools and the skills to face whatever your situation is, you're standing over that going, well, I don't care if I miss a green. That frees your game up. It's so much more um, enjoyable to stand over an iron shot thinking, well, I don't care if I miss a green because I know I've got the skills to actually get it up and down. So that's just one example of how having a great short game can really uh, affect the rest of the game. It just, you know, it has a knock-on effect. So it's, uh, it's something that just, just sparked that, just thinking about Aaron. Yeah, yes. I, again, as you said, once we start talking about something, we can talk about it forever. But yeah, I think it's, 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 uh, it just shows how important this element of the game is. Okay, so look, thank you so much again. Don't forget to check out meandmygolf.com. Use the code CCPOD. Take advantage of the offer. Don't forget it does close at Wednesday, the 7th of October, 11.59 uh, UK time on the evening. It will finish then, so you need to get your order in before then. And hopefully we'll start seeing these Me and My Golf caps all around the world, Andy. Yes. And better short games, obviously. Better short games. That's the most important <laughs> thing, better short games. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Thanks for listening to this episode. We hope you found some great value in it. And if you did, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend. Also, let us know your feedback by leaving us a rating or review over on iTunes. And remember, if you want to go deeper and really improve your game, head over to meandmygolf.com and start your free trial and check out one of the many plans that are seeing incredible results. Thanks again for listening, and we look forward to speaking to you next week.